Well, I stand before you in a drum roll, please. Our title this morning in our three-dimensional relationship series is Church Girls Gone Wild. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Say that with me. Church Girls Gone Wild. I tried my best, Mother Alice, to keep this foolishness out of the house of God. But somehow it didn't creep in, it ran in. Bless his name. Aren't you glad you got up to come to church today? If you hear what I'm saying, clap twice. All right. Relationships. Now don't be looking at your neighbor because I'm talking about you. Here's the breaking news. We're living in crazy times in our world. We're living in a world where people are running around totally out of control. We live in a world where some of us have seen gas go from a nickel a gallon to 45 cents a gallon, all the way up to this morning, it was $3.67 premium. We're living in a world where girls are having kids as younger ages than high school age and dropping out like flies. We live in a world where our kids are giving, given psychiatric diagnosis at three and four for just being children. And they're being labeled unteachable before they get a chance to even be who God has said for them to be. We live in a world full of girls gone wild. Guys, you too. Kids gone wild, preachers gone wild, everybody gone wild. Can the church say amen? amen? And you know what makes it really, really bad? While everyone else is going wild about things in the world, it seems that even in the church, we ourselves are wild. And when the Bible has clearly told us, if you read it, if you got one, that we should put a difference between them and us. Is not that your word? Hallelujah. But what happened? And before you get all excited and, and lift your hands and slap fives and all this stuff, I want to let you know that the church is not any better because it seems that Christians half-baked are just as wild. Now, we're going to get there. But we got to know where we are before we can get where we need to be. Is it, are you not right? Now, you can look at me like that with your straight face and, and, and talk loud to me with your lips. But this stuff is happening in your house. It happened in my house. But I had to stand up on my watch with my husband. And I say, it will not reside here. Because God has given us a powerful place in society to be the difference makers, would you agree? You got deacons carrying guns to church in place of us commanding our angels. Preachers with girlfriends up in the church, not coming in the back door, but bringing her right down the hall. Women dressing like hoochie mamas and nasty Nikki in church. Folks are smoking, drinking, cussing, lying, robbing, and just cutting up in church. Disobedient, non-tithers, half-tithers, 
coming to church just for a fashion show, driving cars on borrowed time and God's dime. Let the church say amen. Come on now. You're coming to church wanting to be up front, but you should be in the back. We come to church with our makeup on and our hair straight and fingernails done, and, and by the time church is over, everything is still straight. Not a heel broke, not a run in your pantyhose. You just stood in here. My question is, what's wrong with the church? Let me, let me, let me tell you something. Let me, I, we're going to do something, Catlin, right here. Now, if you were female, you were born a woman. Now, I want you all to do this real fast. I'm going to show you something because there's power in this. I want you to get up and just go to the outskirts of this church. Just get up and go on the wall. Just stand quickly if you can. I understand if some of you can't, that's all right. Look at these women, the parade of women. Come on. Look at these women. Uh-huh. I see you, Miss Victoria. Yeah, y'all good. You know why we got to talk about what we're talking about today, Josh? Look at it. This is a powerful statement. Look at the church. Look at this. We, I got to talk to them as I talk to myself because we hold the power. And all of us gone wild when we're supposed to be the example. Look at this. This is some kind of statement, is it not? Look at this sad church now. Y'all know what I mean. How would you like to come to church without me? All right, ladies, we made our point. As you're coming back to your seat, you are the proof, the evidence, why somebody's got to sit us down and talk to us. You are not your own. You are, you are the world changers. You ought to walk a little differently. You ought to sit in your seat a little differently. Look at us. What a boring world it would be without us. Hallelujah. But listen, but what kind of world would it be if we hadn't gone wild? Huh? All right, y'all want some more? I just want to talk to you this morning. You ain't been talked to in a long time. And I realize I haven't either. Because we have shut down the voices that we should be listening to. So what is the model of young ladies today? What type of woman, Olive, do you seek to become? What are your roles, women, in society? What, what makes you successful? I like this. Where should your priorities really be? Listen, until this generation in the last 10 years, most young ladies had answers to these questions. They would sit with their mothers, their aunts, their uncles, and all these people, and they would talk about the kind of woman they would want to be. Now, we don't talk to anybody. 
We just allow life to be on top of us and not us on top of life. When the word of God says that he has made us what? The head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. There's a way out, women. And I want y'all to make up your minds right now. Every one of you have the power to make a difference. I don't know about my sister or you or anybody else, but I made up my mind. I'm not one of those girls that's going to go wild. I've had enough. I don't like what I see. I don't care how much Chanel number five you try to shoot on it. A nasty attitude you cannot cover. But with so many social changes taking place in the past few decades, not all of them were bad. Most of them were. More than ever, women are adrift, lost in crises, and lost in their identity. Does beauty have greater value on the outside than the inside? And the church said, no. What does marriage and childbearing come into play? Is sex before marriage permissible in the 21st century in Omaha, Nebraska, calling ourselves Christians? Are women's roles from yesteryears outdated? Now, men... Y'all be sweet. Because a lot of this foolishness that we have done is trying to get a hold of you. Uh-huh. How should a young lady dress? Is it important that she knows how to walk in a room? What were the pros and the cons of women's liberation movement? Have you wondered? Well, millions of girls are asking these and many more questions, often seeking answers in all the wrong places. Google is not where you should be going. Facebook will have you looking like a freak. Rather it's in the classroom or the boardroom or the chat room or the courtroom, solutions are being proposed that are leaving women even more confused, more depressed, and even more unsatisfied. You are looking at a world of deception. Mothers, grab your daughters. Fathers, grab your sons. And begin to really impart again truth. You are obligated to raise your sons and to raise your daughter. It is not the responsibility of the school system. Just because they are going out to one of these school districts every day, you have a responsibility. They supplement what you have already taught them. Why am I yelling? Because I really need you to hear me. Whatever you don't like on the news, you might ought to check how much you contributed to it. Is there any ideal of standard anymore? Whose approval really matters in your life? How can a young lady be a woman of excellence, an example of the kingdom 
in this world? How do you live right in an all-wrong world? Some of us, we're doing our due diligence. I tell Kelly, uh-uh, go on back upstairs and come again. Are you looking at them when they leave the house? There's their scripture for it. In Genesis 1, 26, our kingdom foundational bedrock scripture. What does it say? Then God said, let us. This is in the Amplified. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit make man in our own image according to our likeness. Not physical, but a spiritual personality and a moral compass. And then it goes on. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Look at me. Sit up straight and look at me. Tell your sons and daughters, God is not confused. And that they did not come just from you. They came through you and they came from God. And God created them both male and female. There was nothing in between. Hallelujah. Did we get that clap? Anything else is rubbish. Anything else is garbage. The disclaimer, Pastor Martin gave it to you. I'm just telling you how we raised our children. It's not a perfect model, but voila. Let's compare. I'm telling you, if you believe this Bible, you can have a house that is pleasing to God. And the only way a house can be pleasing to God is got to start with a man and a woman that call themselves husband and wife. They come together in the heat of passion. And then there comes children after nine months. That was the perfect example. Yeah. Now, I'm not, you know I'm not silly. I'm not saying anything about things that happen. But all this stuff happened is because girls went wild in church. Good, clean living is priceless. I don't care what side of the track you come from, north, south, east, or west. Keeping things on lockdown until you say put a ring on it yeah. hasn't hurt anybody. Amen. Are all marriage people happy? No. Amen. But we've got to get back to the basis of things. Get your opinion out of here. Put that on the shelf. Throw it away, man. You know what I mean? You don't have to be confused. You just got to read the book. I was happy being single. I mean single, unmarried, full. I, I didn't enjoy leaving Jesus like that. Like I got to go take care of husband, cook for him, clean for him, wash for him. I love being, I, I know Jesus was sad too when he lost me. What about you? What about you? You can have that same anointing. All right. Lawlessness in the church. Listen, Dr. Monroe was really profound on this. He said legislation cannot solve the world's social problems. You've got to change the heart 
and then you got to change the heart by changing your mind. And then your mind's got to be in, in compliance with your feet Amen. to walk it out. Even Dr. Martin Luther King here on what the America calls the Black History Month, he says, so while the law may not change the hearts of men, it does not change the habits of men. And when you change the habits of men, pretty soon the attitudes and the hearts will be changed. And so there is a need for stronger, not stronger legislation, but a heart change. Yes. Yes. Warning, you can't legislate morality. That means you can, make, you can make all the laws you want to make. But until that heart changes, those jails are going to be full. You cannot keep kicking against the prick. There's going to be a price to pay. Let me get on down here to my scripture reference, and that is 1 Corinthians 6.19. And it'll do you good to look at it. I really believe we need to get a relationship with our Bibles again where we look upon the word, flip through the pages or whatever. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, read this with me. It's in the, in the uh, New King James. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have? Come on, read. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God. Where did you come from? Who bought you? He paid a price. And they, they used to sing a song, you'll never know. You will never know the price that was paid for you. That, that right there will be enough to tame you, to calm you down. So who made me? These are the questions, women, you should be asked. Who made me? Who am I? Where did I come from? And then in Jeremiah 1 and 5 is one of the most precious scriptures I just take on behalf of my womanhood. And it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nation. That scripture right there, girls, your price just went up. Somebody own you. Daddy, daddy, he's everything. He, he, he's more rich than a sugar daddy. These guys now tell me, I got a little of this, got a little of that. On borrowed time. Remember I said that? On God's dime. Say that with me. On borrowed time. On God's dime. And you up in there giggling. Not knowing from one day to the next that stuff could all be blown away. But the Bible says he can make you rich and add no sorrow. Voila. He came way down on dirt road, Zetas Road in Mississippi, Brookhaven. And sent a young man down there by the name of Martin Luther Williams. And God brought him to my daddy's house. And I haven't been sorrowful one day in my life. 33 years. I believe I'm going to do it God's way. He didn't get no cookies until he paid for them. 
The problem is y'all start letting them look at the cookies before they get the cookies. And how are you going to deny them of the cookies? Oh, excuse me, excuse me. I, I'm sorry, Chris. The donuts. I found out. <laughs> I found out some stuff. When you live like I lived and I wasn't perfect, I, I was a virgin, but that didn't mean I was perfect. You understand? But I was clean. Y'all taught me some stuff about the donuts. Donuts. Yes, sir. It's getting hot in here. Turn the lights on. Turn the air condition on. Move over. You're too close. Tell that man, that boy, touch not God's anointed. You are trespassing, Bubba. Yeah, you, you can imagine what Callie has to go through. So it talks about you being, listen, listen, listen. This is something God gave me, Josh, that was sweet. In, in Jeremiah, he said, I, I see you as a chosen instrument. That means you are supposed to be, have a measuring stick, a compass, to be a guide, a standard. Then he used the word, and I ordained you a prophet. What is that? That you would proclaim the good news that you are his and he's is your, he is yours. You would foretell, you would represent, you would practice what a kingdom daughter really is supposed to be. You are the king's kid. You can't just walk up on the queen's uh, grandsons. Ask Megan. There are some boundaries you cannot penetrate. Then we're supposed to be like a model to be looked upon. Not touched. You know what I'm saying? You ever had that experience? You go in those jewelry stores, that stuff looks so good, but they like, it's behind the counter. Girls, I'm telling you, you are a jewel. Yes. And you need to get your happy self back behind the counter. Yes. You're not costume jewelry like at Kohl's and Walmart and all this stuff. Do you know you, you got to be the first one to understand your price? Yes. I'm talking good this morning, right? Because remember, I got all my backup up here. Don't you mess with me. Anyway, I'm going to get to this three-dimensional thing, too. What does it mean in this text? I want to, in 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, it said that your body belongs to who? And it's a temple. In that body of yours, you got a mind, you got a spirit, and a body. Three dimensions. Of you. We don't even understand how powerful we really are. Even though you are who you are, you don't even know everything there is to know about you. You understand? But he does. It means we have three levels of God's care, creation, redemption, and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Because of this, young girl, there is no greater reason to treat your body like a godly temple. Y'all remember when your mama used to say when you were four and five, now when you're playing, keep your dress down. I bet y'all ain't heard that in years. Do you know what a underslip is? 
hemline is. You write this one down. Pop it up there. You are a temple, not a trash can. I wish, I wish I would have heard this. I hear you. Some of us married women should have heard this. Our lives would be quite different. What did I just say? You are a holy temple, not a trash can. And some of us won't even put a liner in the trash can. Just put everything, dump, 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 poke, poke, poke. More donuts, more donuts. What has happened to us? Men, you need to help us. Stop asking us for the donuts. He has the same commandment on you. You are a holy vessel too. Hallelujah. Man, we're gonna, I'm just going to have to quit. I know that. Y'all want some more? We owe our grandmothers, our older aunts, our mature women apologies. Who told you to stop listening to them? I do have a couple M's. Do y'all want to hear them? The first one, I want to talk about the totality of us, some areas that I thought was necessary to hit. And the first one is modesty. Don't draw up now. We're out here together. Modesty. What is it? It is the attitude of humility and decency in dress, in grooming, in language, and behavior, not legalism. This is not gender specific. It's for all of us. Because some of this stuff, men, that they're having y'all put on today is too tight. Too tight, too little. And just because uh, Tay Diggs got in it don't mean you should be wearing it. (laughs) Modesty describes who you are and what you do, your character and your conduct, especially when no one is looking. Do you live saved when you're not in the purple chair? Living by a system of beliefs that is for deciding what is good and what is bad. How do you know what's good or bad? You don't have to guess. Read the book. Love thy neighbor. Don't go to bed, let the sun go down, married people mad at each other. It's really a book, a relational book from a father that passed it down to his children. That's why he says king of kings. And that's why we got to break this thing down. Everybody in church that haven't heard these things. I'm not trying to tickle you this morning. I want to impart wisdom and life. I thought to myself, what would I need in this crazy world that everybody's gone wild? What do a woman need right now? What does a young wife under five years need? That's different from a woman that's 22 years. We have different needs. And believe it or not, how you start out as married people the first one, two, three years will not get you to 33 years. You got to change it up. You got to remain relevant. Wow. I am not yelling. They just have this mic up really high. (laughs) 
Modesty has a lot to do more with the condition of your heart than with the specifics of your wardrobe. You've heard my pastor Martin tell us, he came, he has 10 sisters, guys. He came from a family of 15. And he said to us many times, he's told us, some of the most unholy women are women with the dresses down to the floor. So don't play these games, these church games. You know what I mean, right? It has so much more to do with the heart condition. Because really what I see, as they said on the Devil Wears Prada, one of my most favorite watched over and over. She told that girl, she said, are you saying that it didn't matter that you picked out that wool blue sweater? Well, I have a minor in merchandising, fashion merchandising. And everything you have covering up your donuts this morning, somebody put a spirit on it. You don't just, oh, go to Von Mar. Oh, that thing drew you because it was something in you that attached to it. The colors that you chose this morning. Everything matters. So don't be telling me that this stuff doesn't matter. Modesty, and most of it is flies in the face of you being modest. And God forbid the stuff that's half on the racks now. Do y'all know how hard it is to find a shirt to come down to the waist? Who told you I want to be looking at your ugly belly button? Huh? And then you have a nerve to put a piercing in it? Stop the madness! Y'all better hear me. Young women are to be morally innocent. They should be uh, seasoned and quiet, a tone that is gentle, words that are wholesome. They should be pure in their conduct with men. Some of us, I tell Callie, don't you stand that close to that man. Married, single, I don't care. You just stay a distance. All up on him like that. We got to help each other. Back up. Social distance. (laughs) Y'all can use that one. Uh Uh-huh. Fathers, tell your daughters. They should have protective boundaries established. They should be pure in their thought life. Because this stuff, you don't just end up in the bed. It started right here. You giggling. (laughs) Stop giggling. Don't you see what he's trying to do? And better yet, don't you see, Josh, what she's trying to do? All right. I feel like I should just stop right here. There's somebody in this world that want to hear what I got to say. And if you sit with me, you're going to hear this. I'm tired. The house of God deserves examples of godly women. Are you that lonely? He hasn't made you a promise. He hasn't put a ring on it. He can't even afford a ring. So, who is responsible to help the younger ladies in these areas? The Bible says in Titus, let the mature older women 
sit you down if you would sit down and listen. And the really good ones, we're going to tell you about all of our hiccups. And then if you're down south in Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama, we say stuff like this. Now, I wouldn't encourage you to go down that road. I've been down that road. And then your silly self, he drive up, bump, bump, and you run out the house, jump in his car. Don't blow no horn at my house. You be waiting there for a blizzard. <laughs> so the first M is modesty. And let me just tell you right now, do this now. Clean your life up now. Get some courage about yourself now. Girl, if you do this, on the other side of that decision, everything is on its way up. My husband taught us that when he catch up with you, he should be naked. He shouldn't have any more facades. He should be totally just tired of lying. He won't even know how to say Betty Jean. Betty Jean is not my lover. <laughs> She's just a girl that says I am the one. But the... I rebuke that in Jesus' name. <laughs> All right. So get some modesty about yourself. I, I don't care what you think. All of these guys, I, I raised one. All of these young men that a lot of us are raising, we're not excited about seeing all of you in public. All guys are not looking for what you're trying to display. You have believed a lie, and you're looking really foolish out there. Amen? The next M is manners. Oh, Martha Stewart, Emily Post, manners. Do y'all know how to spell manners? Do y'all know what those are? That, that, that doesn't mean sit down, shut up, I'm going to hit you up. Boy, don't you ask. None of that. Manners, what are they? Good manners convey respect to those you interact with and also commands respect from those you interact with. Right conduct is living in a moral and ethical way in the absolute sense rather than by the standards of any particular time or society. Manners are universal. You can go to Europe, Jamaica, you can go to Switzerland. Manners are universal. Any room you walk in, they, they will work. We just don't have a lot of them. It's when you sit down at the restaurant, which fork do you use? If someone is talking, do you talk? Do you reach? How close do you sit? When, as a young woman, do you cross at the ankles? Those kinds of things. Young men, the same thing with you. Just because you're the male species does not mean you put the half of a hot dog in your mouth at one time. A hot dog should take you at least 12 bites, Joshua. Women, 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 find somebody, if it's not your mama, find somebody that, that, that when they're sitting at the restaurant, they're so elegant, and, and they have such a preciseness when they are eating. 
And then when you are watching them, practice that. Yeah. Where you put your napkin. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Is this good this morning? Yeah. We're king's kids. We're the temple of the most high God, not a trash can. And not all trash cans are like a, a cylinder. Your other cans are your eyes, your ears. You don't let everything touch those things. You have to guard your gates. Guard all of your gates. All of them. Mothers, tell us. Grandma, tell us. We want to hear. In this world of madness, good manners elevate a woman's true beauty when she excels in kind deeds over external appearance. If all you got going for you, girl, is that Chanel and that knockoff Michael Kors, it's not going to last. You need some manners. Young women are consistently the display, the practice of showcasing the fruits of the Spirit. There's a grace on you. Like this dust was up here, just knock it off. The real you, are, you're, you're under there. You're underneath there. And I can't do for you what I need to do for myself. Pay attention to yourself. Be careful that the way you are going is in line with your vertical relationship. And you said, I don't have a mother. You got somebody you can look at after you've read this word. I didn't learn everything from my biological mother. I found other women that were cutting their steak, and I'm like, dang, I didn't know you were supposed to do that. I didn't know you used a spoon. I didn't know how to do all this. Oh, I didn't know where the glass sat. I didn't know anything. Because, see, I was on the dirt roads of Mississippi. But God knew that I had an assignment to be with the king. And you got to make that determination now. Oh, bless his name. So in Harvard, they said if you, ch the way the world has gone, women, Harvard did a study. And they have proven that 90% of this is accurate. And it said that we are the way we are because of a few things. And it sounds like the Bible. And I, it's four of them. The first one is, the father's firm and fair and consistent discipline is missing. You don't have to be in the house to be a father. But God's original plan is that you would be in the house with a wife, joined together, raising children. It is his ultimate plan. The other one was the mother's supervision and companionship throughout the child's life consistently was important. Can you be a part-time mother? I don't know, because I'm doing it full-time, and I still don't have enough time. Then it says the parents demonstrated affection for each other and for the children. How is the guy going to love you if Martin never, Josh and Kelly never see Martin be affectionate with me, with my clothes on? Hello? We got to give them a model. You got to give them a blueprint. Because they're watching all this other stuff we're going to talk about shortly. 
Living by these standards, oh, number four, the family spending time together in activities were all, was probably the number one. Now, we do that one good because we don't come to church on that one. You're going to put them in these sports. You're going to put them in all this club stuff. But that's one of them. So you got to do the other three, right, to make a difference. Hallelujah. Coaches are good, but they're not a father. When we foolishly ignore it, we bring headache and failure into our own lives. You can cure yourself. But moreover, when we ignore God's word, listen to me, we bring more than our own destruction. We become lawbreakers, and it what? Affects you. You have boys, bump, bump, your daughter running the house. Is that not affecting you? Because you haven't set clear expectations as parents for your children early on. Oh, no, we don't date up in this house. You're only five. No, don't bring her. Don't, uh, uh, no, my son don't need those cookies. Uh-uh. We saw you in the neighborhood. No, you saw that I had a son. Take your cookies and your daughter back to your house. Thank you. Do you know every good thing is not a good thing? It's going to cost you? We are to be wise with full of discernment. No wonder Satan has attacked the role of women since the time of creation. And I would say that he's currently shooting his same fiery darts today in women around the world. Aren't you tired, Miss Healy? Aren't you tired of him getting you for a quarter? Aren't you? I want you to answer me. If you don't want to answer me, at least answer yourself in your head. I can do better than this. I can be better than this. Matter of fact, I'm paying for all the meals. I'm paying for the gas. I'm paying for the movie. All this stuff to make you look like I got somebody. I've been single with without a man. And now I'm married with a man. So you're going to have to go through all these gyrations so you can decide now how you're going to enter in and out of these relationships with the opposite sex. I'm not just talking about that, but a lot of this is the reason we're so wild. All right. I believe it's because we have the greatest responsibility and the greatest opportunity to influence and alter the world around us. We can do this, and I am encouraged that we can. Here's another one, another M. I'm going to breeze on through these. But just before I say, you know I like one-liners. You ready? Don't settle for being a CZ stone when God has priced you far above rubies. I want you to see yourself right. I'm seeing myself right. Even as a married woman, every day my price go up. Every day. I polish myself up, man. woo He come in the bedroom one way thinking I'm going to be on the left, I'll be on the right. Hey. One day he think I'm brushing my teeth over here, I'm over here. Just change it up. I got to stay relevant. It's my duty as a wife. Your mindset, your mental capacity. Being emotionally stable. 
a sense of being in control of one's personal thoughts and actions, to be well-balanced, great, gracious, steady, consistent, sensible, and strong, and in control. You don't have to let your mind run all over the place. You can get a hold of yourself. Self, don't think like that. Self, where did that thought come from? Self, why are you thinking like that? And when you need outside influence, where are you supposed to go? To the word of God. And if you don't know a lot of the word of God, find a woman of God that knows more than you do and listen to her and stop talking when she's talking to you. And, and furthermore, don't go see her if you don't plan to do what she's telling you to do. Don't waste her time. Because there's a lot of women that need to be sitting at her feet. Where is your Naomi? Hello? Where is your Naomi that you can say like Ruth, whatever you say, I'm going to do. Wherever you go, I'm going to go with you. There's a level of trust to sit with a mature woman that have fruit on her vine. So it affects how we think, our mental capacity. And I know, I know, guys, it's very stressful right now. We are in a, in a days of high depression, suicide, all of that stuff. Even that young girl, Chelsea, who jumped out of the New York, uh, the, the high risers. I, I did a little more research. Do you know it had a lot to do with her relationship with her mother? Her mother was also one of those uh, uh, beauty queens and the pageants and all that. And really, she had this thing in her life that she competed in her head with her mama. I, I can't think of anything more twisted. But if you're sitting in here this morning, you need to check that. Good mom, bad mom, it doesn't matter. She's your mother. But you can have other mother figures in your life to balance things out. You understand? I need that. My mother's never been, what, 20 years ago? My mom, the first time she ever was on an airplane was one, you know, one time. I need to be with people that can fly all over the world and, and, and make ways for me. You understand? But you can't beat her making that cornbread. <laughs> so we're to be sensible. Here's a good one, and I'm almost there. Proverbs 14 and 1 says, The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her own hands. You build your house. Just see house as your life. You got to build your life. You got to put the work in. You got to buy the best uh, supplies you can around your life. If that's education, if that's your desire, go for it. And don't let no one deter you. Don't stop until you get there. If you want to go to the top of the company, do whatever training, certification, licensing you need. But don't tear down your own playhouse with your own hands. And a lot of the things you're blaming everybody else for, including me, including your mom, including your husband, it's you. When are you going to take your part in it? We can become whatever we want to become with the grace of God. There's a blueprint to get us there. And I'm standing talking loud today to say, do it. I encourage you to do it. 
Don't die now. I don't care what situation you're in. If you're thirsty, find some water. If you're hungry, find some bread. If you're lonely, find the right company. If you need somebody just to talk to, call them and be honest with them. And call somebody that's not going to over-talk you. And God forbid, don't call somebody that's going to keep you in your foolishness. Who do you listen to? Who will you listen to? How do you like that life you're living? Huh? You're going to bed, eyes closed, but you know you can't sleep. You go to bed early, rise up tired, weary. Something is not right. Be brave enough to make the adjustment. I'm talking to women this morning. We are the ones that make the world go round. Everything is at our breast. You never get a vacation. You sleep with the phone by your bed just in case. Daddy's over there snoring, and you can hear the kids breathing. God wired us to be functionally this way. And the good news, he knew that if we managed it well, we could do it all. She can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, put it on a paper plate, and make your head spin. And her feet are hurting, you never know. That's how God made us. You got to be sensible. Sensible women manifest a prudent and self-controlled spirit. Sensible women know that after 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, there's only a few things open. Hey! And it's, I guess now I realize that the donut shops are open. Sensible women demonstrate wisdom and discernment. No, some of us go and we stay too long, we talk too much, and when we should have been gone, quit ignoring the red flags. Sensible women are led by the Holy Spirit and not by the flesh. Some of that stuff you have woke up in your life, you need to put it to sleep. It's premature. Sensible women make wise commitments. They manage their finances well and bring reason and peace to personal conflict. Sensible women avoid living by her feelings and emotions. Sensible women restrain her own passion. She acts and thinks based on biblical principles, not her feelings only. That's what has really gotten us in trouble. I didn't feel like it. You knew you shouldn't have gone, but you went anyway. You knew it when you arrived. You felt it driving up on the property. Why didn't you just turn around? We got to talk about this stuff. This is the boring stuff. But this is the stuff that make winners winners. It's called discipline. We set a guard on our lives. It's the birth control, the condoms for good, happy living. You understand? It's the protection for living the good life in Nebraska. When you walk in the room, don't you wonder what they think about you? Do you care? 
are certain things I cannot and will not do. I will not compromise. Especially when I'm away from him. When I think about the price that he has paid for these 33 years, hallelujah, it makes my baby leap that my husband would drive past all your houses to come back home to mama. It makes me happy with joy, unspeakable joy. I don't know what y'all looking at me for. Just because you're married don't mean you don't, you don't have the opportunity to have sex outside of that. It's a choice. Man, I wish somebody would have told us the truth. I'm going to change that. I wish we had listened. All right? Marriage is a lifetime obligation. Not to try it on and take it off. So what do we want to talk about? Marital. Marital. Marriage is a biblical and legal beginning between a man and a woman only. Period. Point blank. Ta-da. It is a lifelong commitment. Marriage is more than a physical union. This union mirrors and the one between the same one between God and the church. And God does not play. Have y'all heard that God is looking for another church yet? Has he been slipping out on his church? He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. And in marriage, we're supposed to be the same. A virtuous woman, first and foremost, young wife. God is a second in your life once you say, I do. To love him and to obey him and to be submitted to your husband is God's plan. And then he went on to say, he saved us all for us that are strong-headed. He said, let them submit one to another. So don't go out here and, and marry a jerk because he don't know nothing about this Bible. And maybe the only th thing that he learned that from his grandma and great-grandma and great-grandpa was you supposed to submit to him. It's called being unequally yoked. Be careful, beware. Yes, he's cute, but God made him. Be careful who you hook your life to, who you hook your soul tie to. You know, you, as many soul ties as we have, we got to get rid of that stuff. We have to clean it up. You know, in our book, we talk about this bed is too crowded. And you're looking around like, where, what, ah. Girl is all in his head. You're not the only one up in that bed because he didn't do it the biblical way. Mm. Please allow me to be clear. While so many ladies are looking all over the world to obtain success, her greatest achievement is that she should be wanting to be a wife someday, if you desire. There are women that do not. There are women that do not. There are men that do not. But if it's, if it's that the case, it is your highest priority in your relationship with your spouse. So... I'm just going to scoot on down here because I can feel my students, you're, you, you're not going to be able to retain much more, right? And let me just say this to especially wives. Say wives. Remember, your opinion is not the only truth. And then you need to also remember, if your spouse is thinking something is important, it is. 
listen to him. The only way you're going to hear it is you got to listen to him. I wish I could get back some of the years that I did not listen. I'm a firstborn. I'm driven. I want to tell you what you need before you tell me what you want. You understand? That's how I'm wired. But if I could get back some of the years of trying to be what I shouldn't have been and just would have listened. I, I see men like, oh, that's so romantic. <laughs> it is. So listen to me. Make time to listen. Mothers, make time to listen to your children. Because mine these days are wearing me out. I want to stuff them back down to that toddler age. You know what I'm saying? But you got to listen to each other. And so let's go on. Uh, let me give you a few good quotes. Happily ever after is not a fairy tale. It's a choice. In, in, in marriage, each of you have to make that choice. Happy marriage is the union of two good forgivers. <laughs> Isn't that good? Oh, did I have to learn that? I'm still learning that one. Coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is a process. Working together will be called success. Henry Ford said that one. Marriage is getting to have a sleepover with your best friend every night of the week. And if you're not there, I'm telling you, this is available to you. Work on it. Work on it, Matt. You don't even have to bring your favorite pajamas. Leave them in the drawer. <laughs> the bonds of matrimony are like any other bonds. They mature slowly. Peter DeVries. Listen, listen, listen. Put, put, put this one in. If you think marriage counseling is expensive, try divorce. And one guy that sits in here, he rewrote how I see divorce. He said he was taking his children back and forth, the wife, and he had whatever she wanted to do, he, he submitted to it, and he was no longer in the house, and blah, 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 blah. And when he would pick the kids up, he would be happy. Couldn't wait to get there. But when he had to return them, and the garage would go up, and the little ones would run in, and that garage would come down, it would crush him. There ain't nothing pretty about divorce. Does God love divorced people? Absolutely. Marriage is forever. Now, I'm not telling you to stay with somebody that's hitting you. Now, don't take my words and twist it, all right? But I just wanted you to understand the consequences of us being like the world in the church, living wild. And then the last one, and I'm, am I okay? Yes. The maternal mothers. That got a little choked up. One of the best questions you can ask regarding your spouse is, how may I best love you? Mothers, a woman who gives birth or who has the re responsibility of physical and emotional care for specific children. This person, the one who bears 
ultimate responsibility for the health and well-being of an infant, children through their development stages, is typically the mother. It is an honor to have children pass through the birth canal. And someday, you would join hundreds of us in that joy of becoming a mother. It's really to be well thought through. You need to be healthy. You need to be whole yourself. Because who you are will be who they will become. The example that you are will be the blueprint in which they will build from. And you want to make sure they stay ahead of the game. You want them to never, ever have to go back to ground zero to start over. So we have to be conscious women as mothers. How am I doing? What do you need for me in this area of your life? Children and, and young adults have to help their parents parent them at the level that they're at because we're going to always see you as our little babies. So there has to be clear communication. Parents, the biggest challenge in raising children today, according to parents and non-parents alike, is dealing with the outside influences of society. Your competition really are their age friends that they're listening to. Whoever they're listening to, whoever they're plugged into and hooked up to, listening to, that's what you're competing with because that stuff is getting more of their time. What are the challenges of this society? Drugs, alcohol, unhealthy friendships, peer pressure, impact of television, music, and social media. They're always hooked up to that stuff. Where are you? What slice of the pie did they reserve for you? 70% of mothers, American mothers and fathers, 70% of mothers, 60% of fathers to say, today say that it is the most difficult time of raising children than it was 20 to 30 years ago for those reasons. Listen to this mother's commitment. Through action and word, she always affirmed the fact that even if the whole world turned against you, mom would always be there in your corner. She would be an advocate an instructor, a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on. Where would we be if it weren't for loving, godly, God-fearing mothers? Praise God that he places a special love for children in the hearts of mothers. And I know I sit in here this morning, I am grieving uh, with even one of my mother and father's dear friends uh, of, a, of a partner here this morning that I'm pushing him. He's here in this room. The loss of his own mother. Uh, we've lost some very precious jewels from one side of this room to the other. Our mothers in the last week, month, whatever. Fathers too. But just know you have become what they were. And you have the opportunity to shine even brighter, to keep alive all the things that they taught you, all the things that they anointed you for, you are that, and you will live on that even in your own home and children. 
Ephesians 6 and 1 tells us, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Not until you're 16, not until you're 21, but for the rest of your life that we are to honor and to obey them. And then even Oprah, as a non-mother, has motherly characteristics. She's mothered lots of people. This is one of her sweet quotes. I believe the choice to become a mother is the choice to become one of the greatest spiritual teachers there could ever be as a mother. God, you get the Grammy on this one. You get to stand under the spotlight. Look how you have helped increase humankind. But, ladies, I charge you, will you stand this morning? Young women, I charge you this morning before heaven and earth, inside the courts of heaven which is above, that you from this day forward would hear the things that have been spoken this morning and by the confirmation of your own heart, things that you know that you should be doing, that as the word of God says, that you would turn from your wicked ways and you would turn back to God to be the best kingdom version of you that you could ever be from the youngest of us to the ones that are in, yet in the womb, that you will make a decision this day before heaven and earth, these that are sitting among us this day, that you have lifted your hand to God and your vertical alignment with him would supersede anything in your life that you would walk out of this place today different than the way you came, that you would no longer compromise the woman of God that you're supposed to be, that you would remember my voice and the voice of many sisters in this house, that we would set our lives in accordance, in alignment with the word of God, and that we would not waver again to the left nor the right, but we would stand still on our watch, and we would declare that the glory of the Lord is upon us, and that we will walk in the righteousness of him. I charge you, woman of God, married woman, single woman, unmarried woman, young woman, old woman, I bless you to find your Naomi. I bless you that the anointing is upon your lives right now to forgive yourself, to turn and walk in the revelation and the understanding of an almighty king for you have been bought with a price. It was his good pleasure to pay it. So I bless you this morning. I bless you. If you haven't heard it in a long time, I love you. I'm proud of you. I affirm you. You are amazing. You are significant for the plan of God on the universe. Now go from this place.
and shine like the noonday sun. Remember that your price just went up and that God himself will never leave you nor forsake you. That even when you can't get me, he is readily available. Now put your hands together and celebrate you and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I bless you. Well done, women. Well done. Well done on every college campus, every high school, everywhere you go in corporate America. Shine. 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 And remember, somebody, somewhere, is always looking 